Let me address. Yes, pastor is wearing just a regular old T-shirt today. Listen, me and First Lady had this conversation already, and I told her, I said, Brittany, when it's this hot outside, we're not worried about fashion. We're worried about survival, okay? <laughs> and so, listen, they like to kill me at softball practice last night, and so I said, you know what? I'm just, I need healing right now, all right? And so here I am. It is, it is a next-gen uh, mission shirt, so there's that. Right. <laughs> hey, turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 10 with me uh, just for a few minutes this morning, and I want to talk about some warfare that goes on in our minds. Anybody ever face any, any thoughts that just weren't great? Come on. Uh, our thoughts are powerful, right? Uh, they change our perspective, impact our decisions, and influence our habits. Come on. Some of y'all know about them habits. But what do we do when we become trapped by our thoughts, unable to escape negative and unhealthy thinking. Let's learn over the next few weeks what it means to take our thoughts captive and win the war in our minds. God be with me this morning over the next few minutes as I, as I share this message. God, I just pray right now if there's anyone in this room and they're fighting a war in their mind. God, they're, they're trapped by toxic thinking. God, that you would bring deliverance. God, that you would free them from that, even this morning. In the name of Jesus, I pray that. Amen. So, uh, I am not immune from this. Come on, some of y'all say, that boy thinks. Every Tuesday, I think a little bit, okay? It's, I don't make a habit of it. Um, but listen, uh, sometimes... I have these thought battles, too. Uh, when I get ready to get up here and preach, I always get nervous. Y'all, I really do. I get nervous. And sometimes I look out here at y'all, and I'm, like, hoping y'all smiling real big at me, okay? And some of y'all be like, and I, like, I, don't know if, I don't know if we're connecting, and it makes me really nervous. Um, there used to be a gentleman that came here when I was just a youth pastor, and every time I preached, he would come up to me, and he's like, is that what that verse meant? And I'd be like... I don't know, is it? You know, and, and so anxiety, man. And uh, when I was in school, uh, when I was going to college, um, there was this one moment where my thoughts got so out of control. I literally was, was sitting at my desk doing a test on, on the computer, had an actual, it's the only time it's ever happened in my life, um, literally had a panic attack sitting there because if I failed that test, I would fail the entire program. I was, I was a good student. Uh, if, I, if I got one D, I would fail the entire program because they were really, really strict. And I, was, I really didn't feel like I was doing good. I felt like I was doing terrible on that test. And I just started to panic. And it freaked me out. And so what did I have to do, family? I had to get control. I passed that test. Didn't get a D on it. It was okay. But I had to get control of my mind. When you let your mind run crazy, wacky stuff happens. And I had to make a decision to do better. I had to make a decision. I'm not just going to wing it. I'm not just going to hope and leave room for anxiety and a freak out. I'm going to study like crazy. And I remember I'll stay up till three. I had this picture. Uh, it was three o'clock in the morning and I was sitting in my living room, just writing down, um, 
basically writing lines, just, just transcribing one of my textbooks. And my son, he was like two, maybe a year and a half old. He came, he came in there and he's like, what are you doing, man? And he just got up in the chair with me. I was sitting in like a big recliner kind of chair. And he got up in, and I took a picture. And, I, and that picture means a lot to me because my son just came in there to be with me. But I was really having to fight a war in my mind. My mind was saying, hey, man, let's just wing it. It'll probably be okay. Let's go get in bed. It's 3 o'clock in the morning. But I had to take control of that. Um, uh, listen, we, tr- we want to trust God, but anxiety demands control. We want to be confident, and maybe we have confidence in our calling and in our purpose. Then crippling insecurity paralyzes us, and we don't pursue what God has for us. Most of life's battles are won or lost up here. Come on. Most of life's battles, most of what you face is won or lost in your mind. And let me tell you this about God's word. God's word does not just help or comfort. It transforms. Come on, let me say that again. God's word, when we're facing things and and our mind's going all crazy and, and just you're freaking out. God's word doesn't just help you. It doesn't just calm you down, family, when you're having that anxiety attack and when you're freaking out and when you're so upset that you're about to hit an entire tub of bluebell. Come on. And you know you shouldn't be doing that because you're going to go into a diabetic coma, even though bluebell's really good, y'all. I'm going to be honest. I'm not throwing shade at bluebell. Come on. Listen, God's word doesn't just help you. Come on. It doesn't just comfort you, but it transforms and renews. Let's look at, uh, let's, let's look at our, our verse here uh, in 2 Corinthians 10. Uh, it says, for though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. Come on, somebody. We demolish arguments with and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we, listen to this part. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Let me ask you a question. What does our spiritual enemy do? What does he do? Come on. He cannot stand it when you're doing right. He cannot stand it when you're out there chasing after Jesus, when you're pursuing your purpose with everything you've got. Satan cannot stand that. Maybe your ministry is killing it. Come on. Maybe your family is growing. Maybe your marriage is becoming stronger. The devil cannot stand that family. So what does he do? He tries to get in your mind. He tries to get in your head. I was trying to, I was trying to hit a baseball yesterday, y'all. I'm real bad at this. And I was and they said, are you golfing? I don't think so. And my guy landed. He had to run over here. He's like, Pastor, look, I done told you how to hold that bat three times. <laughs> Thank you, brother. You're going to you're gonna have to watch me real close. <laughs> Listen. Okay. All right. Thanks, bro. <laughs> well, I, okay. Thanks. All right, it's okay. Just let's, let's, I'm preaching, I'm preaching. All right, so listen, what does our enemy do? He tries to get in our mind. He tries to get in our thoughts, shapes our thinking one thought at a time, builds brick by brick a prison of thoughts, a prison of lies in our minds. Lies. Family, it's time to move past that. It's time to take captive 
every single thought. Come on, my title this morning is Winning the War in Your Mind. And we're going to talk about three ways to stop toxic thoughts. And I'm going to go fast because I don't want Leo to wonder where we're at down at Chavo. So he's going to be like, he's going to be calling 911 or something because them community church people ain't here yet. Listen, <laughs> oh boy. New people, this really is a church. Like we really do like, I actually do have credentials. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> Some of y'all are like, where am I? <laughs> Woo, all right. Okay, listen, <laughs> our lives are always moving in the direction of our strongest thoughts. Come on, come on. Our lives are always moving in the direction of our strongest thoughts. Come on, sometimes you be driving down the road and you is, you're hungry, you're ready to eat. And what happens, man, you, you will just find yourself at Whataburger and you almost don't know how you got there, but that tummy starts thinking for you, man. Come on. Our lives are moving in the direction of our strongest thoughts. Come on. And that can be a good thing. Come on. We could be thinking, hey, I want to pursue God like never before, and I've made my mind up. Come on. And you begin to move in that, and great things begin to happen. God's begin to bless you. But you could also make some mistakes. Come on. Because you could say, well, I want to get into this stuff that I don't need to be in. And when you set your mind to it, you're going to do it. So, uh, Science, come on, you know, you know me, I'm a nerd, love talking about science, not a scientist, watch a lot of YouTube. All right, science and the Bible agree, relational challenges, eating disorders, addictions, some forms of anxiety, things like that all result from toxic thinking, toxic thinking. You get messed up in your mind and you start getting messed up in your life. Proverbs 23, 7 says this, as he thinks in his heart, so is he. Come on. Our life is a reflection of what we think. Think you can't? Probably won't. Think you're not smart enough? Probably won't pass the test. Think you can't get fit? Not going to happen. You can't live a positive, life, a positive life with a negative mind. Come on. Listen, and I'm not one of those people that's just super positive all the time. Those people freak me out, all right? Like, when they're just like, hi, I'm so glad to see you this morning. <laughs> wow, you look so great. <laughs> and I'm like, what are you going to do to me? Like, you got a freezer in the back. Like, what are you doing? You know, <laughs> I try to be positive. I try to be optimistic, but I don't try to be scary, all right? Listen, but... You cannot live a positive life. Come on. And that doesn't mean it just affects you. Your positive life affects other people. Come on, somebody. And when you become negative and let negativity set up in that mind and, and just live out these negative thought processes, your positive life is not going to happen. So let's talk real quick. Three ways to stop toxic thoughts. Toxic is nasty. Okay, let's just define toxic. If you've ever been to men's retreat and gone to the bathroom end of the dorm, Toxic, all right? That's what toxic means, okay? So number one, identify the lies. Come on, some of y'all need to write this stuff down. Identify the lies. Put it in your phone. Identify the lies you've been believing. The first step to stopping toxic thoughts. Identify the lies that you've been believing. 
I want to make one point, and then we're going to give some examples. You can't defeat what you can't define. Come on, let me say that again. You cannot defeat what you cannot define. If you don't know what you're up against, you can't beat it. Come on. Some of y'all are hunters. Listen, you don't go out in the deer woods with a duck call. You don't go out there, because that deer will leave. They will say, no, I'm not talking to you no more. They will leave. If you don't know what you're up against, then you cannot win the fight. Come on. When I was in the second grade, I tried to go up against a dude named Percy. I did not win the fight because I was this tall, and Percy was like 46 years old, okay? <laughs> they did not look at Percy's birth certificate before second grade. Percy, if you're listening, I respect you still, okay? If you don't know what you're up against, you're not going to beat it, family. So what do we do? Be honest with ourselves. Come on. Some of y'all in here are so scared to step out in faith because you've been listening to some lies. And you know what those lies are. Come on. You can't speak. Please. Do you talk on the phone? If you talk on the phone, if you talk to somebody in the grocery store, you can talk in church. And listen, I love, I'm not very, like, I'm not jealous of my pulpit, and I will invite people to speak. I'm like, hey, you got a good thought? Why don't you help me on Sunday morning? Come on. And a lot of people are like, well, I can't talk in church, bro. Well, you're talking right now. Come on. Get rid of that stuff. Get rid of those lies. Come on. Some of y'all, you want to get deeper in the word, but a lie has been told to you. You can't understand the Bible. You can't understand all those words. The text is too tiny anyway. Listen, they got large print for a reason. All right? Get behind me, Satan. So listen. Stop believing that stuff. But before you stop believing it, identify. That's a lie. Come on, some of y'all right now, you're thinking about something that you've been believing about yourself that is not what God said about you, but what someone else said about you. And right now you're thinking about it. And, you're, and it's, it's almost, you already knew this. You already knew this. But I'm just reminding you this morning. Thank God. That's a lie. Whatever's coming through your mind right now that you've been thinking about yourself, that you've been believing about yourself, that is a lie. And now it's on the hit list. We're going to take it down. Second thing, replace those lies. Come on, think about those things we just were thinking about. Come on, keep them right up there. Replace those lies with God's word. What does Paul say here? He says, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. Come on, brother Paul. Watch this. Watch this. You can't get work, work done. You can't get the work done. No, I can do all things. Come on. You're weak. No, I'm strong in Christ. You're not attractive. You don't like the way you look. Family, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Come on. And some of us are really blessed. Come on. You're miserable. This is what the, this is what the enemy says to you. You're miserable. You'll never be happy. No, you're wrong. My joy is of the Lord, and that is uh, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Come on. You feel alone. Come on. Some of y'all, this really hits you. You feel alone. You're lonely. You're not going to do any better than that. Listen, God has never left me nor forsaken me, and he never will. Come on. You're a victim. A lot of us hear that one. You're a victim. Somebody did something bad to you. Maybe it was a long time ago. Maybe it was last week. You're a victim. Victims are weak. Victims never move past their trauma. Again, Satan, you are wrong because I am not a victim. God says I am an overcomer. Come on, somebody. Replace those lies that have been said to you 
that have tried to set up residence in your heart and in your mind with God's word. And the final thing I want to look at is something that, that, I, that I just love and my daughter hates. <laughs> Number three, train your mind with that truth. Speak it, write it, text it, repeat it. Let me say that again. Speak it, write it, text it, repeat it. Get in that Bible, highlight that stuff. Come on. Satan knows when he, can, when he starts to get through you, when he starts to get through to you. Satan realizes when he starts to bother you, when he starts to mess with you. And what happens? Does he give up? Does he say, oh, oh I'm sorry. I didn't mean to offend you. No. He comes in even harder. So what do we need to do? We need to get real with ourselves. Come on. Get real with ourselves. Train our minds to get away from this toxic stuff. Speak it. Write it. Text it. Repeat it. Come on. Make that something you say all the time. My grandfather, he had a problem with worrying about things. So you know what he would say all the stinking time? He would say, I got a feeling. Everything going to be all right. I've got a feeling everything's going to be all right. Because when he said that, not only did he hear it, but every demon that was trying to get around him and remind him, hey, John, you're worried about stuff, heard it too. Come on, family. Get real. Get serious with it. Train your mind. Say those things every morning when we drop, when we go to school. I grab Piper's hand. Sometimes she don't want to do this. She's like, Dad, I'm not a morning person. Do not touch me. And I'm like, give me that hand. Listen, and we say three things, but the most important of which is what happens when, not if, but when we mess up, Piper. I say, what happens when we mess up, Piper? Because my daughter, she has the same issue that I have. When I mess up, a lot of times I just want to sit down and chill. Like, hey, I messed up, and I'm, I'm kind of freaked out. I don't, I don't want to do that again. And so what do I have to train myself? When I mess up, adjust what I messed up, how I messed up, and move on. And so what do we say? I say, Piper, what happens when we mess up, baby? We adjust and we move on. You keep going. Come on. Write those things down. Get in that Bible. Highlight that. Come on. I write in my Bible. Some of y'all don't write in your Bible. You're like, Pastor, my Bible's very expensive. I'm like, okay, sorry. I write in my Bible. I highlight my Bible, and I want to write something in there. So when I'm going back through, and I read that highlight, and I can see that note, I say, man, God did it then, and he'll do it again. Come on. The day that I failed, I was taking a licensing exam, and if I, if I failed it, I was going to lose my job. I failed it on the first try. I failed it, and I went, and I got in my Bible, and I highlighted that I'm going to lean on faith, and I, even if I don't understand, and I wrote down there, I failed a national board exam on this day. I wrote that in my Bible, and then when I went back and passed it, I wrote again, passed it because I leaned on faith and I believe not what the what not what the devil said about me that I was stupid and I couldn't pass something but that what God said about me saying that word text it come on what do we mean by text it I mean get in your phone dude I love uh pastor Jamel Simon he he's the pastor of first Baptist in cotton and not cotton valley in Cullen uh some of you guys might remember him he was at the um community worship service we did dude can preach and uh, he says every single morning he has something he puts on his Facebook page. And he, said, he says, may God arise and his enemies be scattered. Because he said, hey, Satan, get ready because I'm going to walk through this day following Jesus. And you ain't going to get in my way, dude. And so text it. You know what? 
when you're talking to somebody, remind them of, of the truth that you know about them. Come on, that God spoke about them. Talk about this stuff. Repeat it. What do we mean by repeat it? I mean, do all three of those things we just talked about. Get annoying with it. Come on. Where people are like, dude, I know what promise God told that guy because he's always talking about it. Come on. Repeat it. Here's why you repeat it. Because sometimes you are the hardest person to, con- to, uh, uh, to convince. Sometimes you are the hardest person to convince. So repeat it. Come on. Repeat it. I was really struggling with something a few months ago. I was struggling with a sugar addiction. I'll be honest with you. I had a sweet tooth. And I still do. And I just, man, you put some Oreos in front of me, they finna be gone. Y'all gonna be like, the, the Oreo rapture done happened. <laughs> like, in the twinkling of an eye. Listen, and, uh, and I was stuck. And so I knew I had to take steps that were kind of unorthodox to get better. So I went and got myself some sticky notes. And I put them on the bathroom mirror. I claimed it. Brittany's like, is this not my mirror as well? And I'm like, no, not right now. Get away from my mirror. And I put them all over this mirror. And I'm like, these are my goals. And if I hit these goals, I can take a sticky note down. And I struggled. And some of them sticky notes got all funky because the, the humidity coming off the shower in there. And I thought, man, I, I might never knock some of these out. And then one by one, some of those sticky notes, I got to take off that, off that uh, mirror. But every day I would look in that mirror. And I would look at that note. And I would look back at myself. And I would repeat the promises of God. I would repeat the truth that God has told me about myself. No lie can stand up to truth, family. No lie can stand up to truth. God's good, amen? Man, I'm so thankful that you are here this morning because God, I believe, has moved in this place. You can't walk out of here saying, man, I didn't feel anything. Come on, God's here. And I believe that he's speaking to us this morning. Some of you guys have been listening to some lies. It's time to shut those things down. Some of us have had some toxic thoughts in our minds. Let's move past it. Let's begin to kill those things. Come on, toxic thoughts, your days are numbered. Let's pray real quick, and then I'm going to let you guys come up and give your announcements. God, thank you for this group of people. Thank you for the goodness that is in each heart that's in this place. God, I just pray that you expand that goodness. God, that you pour out a blessing.